Spooky time with Steven. Warning, this episode has major spoilers for Scream 6. You have been warned. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Spooky Time with me, Stephen G. Today, guys, we are going to talk about none other than Scream 6. Guys, um, I want to go watch it with my mom. We had our doubts going into it, but after watching it, it was really, really good. It pays tribute to not only Scream 5, which was the previous movie, but it references Scream 1 all the way to now. So let's just talk about it real quick. I'll um, see if I can do a quick summary real quick without... Well, I'm going to spoil a lot, so <laughs> guys, get ready for this. So guys, the movie, the beginning of the movie, it starts off with Laura Crane, who is played by Samara Weaving. So it starts off with Laura. She is at a restaurant. She is waiting for her online date. She's never met before. A little bit suspicious, don't you think? So she waits for him. She's waiting for him for like about 20 minutes. He hasn't showed up yet. So she ends up calling him. And he's saying that, well, I'm running a little late. I can't find the cross streets where you're at. I can't find the restaurant. So then she tells him where it's at, color of the building. And he's like, I still can't find it. So she tells him, what street are you on? So he tells her said street. And he said that, I think I see it. It's on, it's like on the other side of this alley. Can you just go in the front of the alley and like wave? She says she can't see him, but he says, I can see you. Hmm. So she, like any other person in a horror movie, she goes in the alley. So as she goes in the alley, she, she, she's like, oh, where, where, I can't see you. Where are you? And then it turns over to the ghost, to Ghostface, the killer, who is played, who is voiced over by Roger Jackson. Roger Jackson has the amazing voice of Ghostface. I can't say that enough. So the killer shows up, does what he does. He kills her. <clears throat> And then it is revealed that the killer is none other played by Tony Revoli. So then he takes a picture of his victim, Laura, and then he goes back to his dorm room. But before he goes to his dorm room, he does see Tara from Scream 5. So as the, as the movie continues, he goes back to his dorm room, tells his roommate that, hey, I've, you know, I've, I've seen our, I've done our latest killing and we're going to add it to, you know, the doc, not the documentary, but they're going to add it to their list of people that they've killed already. So they're basically copycats. But he can't find his roommate. He's on the phone with them, but it's Ghostface that's killing, that is on the phone with him. But he thinks that it's his roommate because his roommate has the voice changer. So then he tells him that, oh, well, you're getting close to where I am, at, where I'm at. So find me. So then as he's trying to find around the about his dorm room, he goes closer and closer to the refrigerator which Ghostface is telling him that yeah you're getting warmer I'm there as he opens the refrigerator door his roommate is in there brutally killed and right and then the killer himself comes right behind him stabs he stabs Tony and then starts you know obviously killing him and then it's revealed that there is the actual Ghostface killer so now as we go into the movie more guys in the beginning we are starting to see that Tara and Sam, the sisters that were played in part five, they are in New York City. Tara is going to college, whereas Sam is following her sisters to make sure that she does not mean any harm anymore. And this movie takes place a year after. I'm sorry, I should have started that off in the beginning. But this movie takes place a year after the events of Scream 5. Now, Tara is dealing with it on her own. But by her definition of dealing with it is that she does not want to think about it. She does not want to, you know, do anything about what happened about last year. She wants to forget it and move on with her life. Whereas her sister, Sam, 
she is dealing with it as you know she's going to therapy and she's being more cautious of the people that she meets she's being more cautious of every step that she takes so now sam the older sister is living you know close to her sister and she lives with a roommate her name is quinn bailey so as the movie continues ghostface has finally found sam and tara once more and he is stalking them he is trying to obviously kill him so in if you guys haven't seen the trailer for scream or if you guys seen the movie scream um, go watch it um, there's a scene in the movie that i'll be breaking down right now that they're in a liquor store they're being chased by ghostface and when they actually escape they um sam sam is actually being is having a phone call with her ex-boyfriend from the last movie which is richie kirsch who she killed and end up to, and richie ended up being the killer himself so as that progresses on sam and tara are are fighting again are fighting because you know tara just does just wants to stay in new york and you know finish her schooling whereas sam she just tells you know we got to pick up and we got to go but tara does not want to agree with that she is an adult she wants to do what she wants obviously so as like i said as the movie continues you know the friends are starting to be on high alert going back through the rules going through what who should be a suspect which is another thing which we go into with the roommate quinn now sam's roommate quinn she when they met six months before actually getting to new york they put an ad saying that well i need a roommate mysteriously quinn answered the answered the ad and they became roommates ever since and then their other friend which is ethan landry he is like kind of like the squirrely kind of guy who is like kind of like you know the kind of like a movie nerd and then plus he's kind of shy about him so you know like it puts him on the suspect list as well and then as the you know as they are as sam and tara are brought back into the mix again they are at the police station and the head detective is led by mr wayne bailey which is quinn's father now he's saying that well at the last um, ghostface killing that your license was actually on the floor so do you have any do you have your alibi of where you were and she's like well yeah i was at a party i was with my sister and then i was with my friends they can vouch for me and at this point sam is actually being torn up on social media she is actually being labeled as the killer because they found out that she killed richie and that they later on find out that sam is actually related to um to billy loomis which was the which is the original killer in part one with Stu mocker which is played by matthew lillard and skeet ulrich so then who else shows up to after all these you know murder attacks on the sisters gail weathers now gail Weathers, played by courtney cox who has been played since part one all the way to now she is just saying that well you know i had to come back and i had to figure out what's going on i'm a reporter i have to report this and then another person from a, a blast from the past is kirby reed she was she is played by hayden panettiere and she came and she starred in scream 4 she played obviously kirby and if you guys haven't seen that one she was stabbed fatally by by one of the killers themselves uh, emma roberts and one of the culkin brothers i forgot which one he was but he stabbed her leaving her for dead she does reveal that 
in the movie that where her whereabouts were that she was recovering from the stab wound that she she died technically for four minutes and that after that she didn't want to feel helpless anymore she wanted to put these killers the bad guys away so she ended up joining the police you know the police force and then end up going to this to the fbi and then as like the movie continues on the sisters want to meet they want to meet Ghostface somewhere, they, you know, so that way they can trap him and they can like expose him and bring him into the police. But unfortunately, go, um, the Ghostface killer wasn't where they wanted them to be. They were in a park, and it turns out that they were trying that the police were trying to triangulate where he was, but they ended up saying that oh, he's actually on the Upper West Side, and there were somewhere um, I forgot where they were. They ended up racing to where they, you know, to the Upper West Side which is where Gail Weathers is with her new with a new boyfriend and Gail gets a call saying that oh the killer's here and that he's saying that oh I'm going to kill you and stuff like that the usual so then it turns out that the killer is actually inside Gail's apartment where they have this big showdown and then pretty much towards the end of that scene Gail is fatally stabbed so with that being you know with that being said they move on to setting the trap for the killer. Now, there is, a, there is. They found a place where Tony Rivoli, he had him and his roommate rented a place like a theater, kind of. Now that theater is brimmed to the max with Ghostface memorabilia. So, meaning from Scream One all the way to Scream Five is filled with Ghostface stuff. And then in the background, you see like a whole bunch of like Ghostface costumes. Now, each of those costumes has was worn by a killer themselves. So in the first one you see is Billy's, uh, Billy Loomis's um, ghost, his Ghostface outfit. Now that was from the first movie, obviously. And then it goes, you know, Mickey, Billy's mother, and then so on and so forth. So there is a moment where Tara and Chad are talking and they're flirting with each other and then they finally kiss. Now, in that moment, Ghostface actually stabs Tara in the back and then Chad is defending her, trying to protect her, and then which at one point Chad is stabbed numerous times by two killers, guys. The two there's two killers now that are stabbing Chad to death, and Tara and Sam are running for their lives. But unfortunately, they are trapped inside the theater, so they have nowhere to go, and they are trapped inside with said killers. Now, it is revealed at the, you know, with that, the detective, Wayne Bailey, he set the whole thing up. So, what's the motive with that? So, it is revealed that not only Ethan Landry is involved in this, you know, in this, and then also Quinn is also Involved, which was Sam's roommate. Now it is revealed that Quinn, Ethan, and Detective Wayne Bailey are related. Wayne is the, obviously the father, and then Quinn and Ethan are brother and sister. And what is the motive for why are they doing this? Well, in the last movie, guys, Richie Kirsch, who was Sam's boyfriend, was actually dun 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 Wayne Bailey's son, the oldest. Now they they want to punish. Sam for killing their brother and their son so she goes full on saying that well you know the problem you know I killed him so what he was a maniac you know he just you know he, pretty much baiting the family saying that oh your your son was weak he was pathetic and stuff like that the brother and sister are getting angry they are getting to the point where like they're gonna kill the, the sisters 
so then the sisters outsmart the killers and they start you know running around the theater trying to outsmart them trying to pin them down somehow so <laughs> my favorite death was um, Ethan Landry's death Ethan Bailey sorry Ethan Bailey where Tara is is being dangled from the top of a balcony Sam's trying to hold on to her with her hand but she's saying to let her go which is kind of the theme of the you know of their of their relationship Sam does not want to let her sister go because she is scared of what will happen but Tara has to reassure her that you have to let me go I know what I'm doing and in that moment Sam lets her go Ethan gets a good stab um, into Tara, but whereas Tara gets a knife and stabs Ethan in the mouth. Damn! And she just pretty much tells him that, you know, I won. And she goes, now you're gonna die a virgin. And then that was one of the things that in the in before they knew who the killer was that Ethan said, am I gonna die a virgin? <laughs> so now he will die a virgin. <laughs> and then on top of the balcony, Sam and Quinn are having their showdown. She's baiting, Sam is baiting Quinn saying that, well, she goes, I always knew your brother was pathetic, even before and you know, even before that he was stupid and pathetic. And Sam has a gun hidden in her back. And then as Quinn is gonna lunge at her and try to kill her, Sam gets a lucky headshot, kills her. And then after that, all that's left is the father. So then the father is trying to follow Sam. He gets a good lucky shot off of Sam and pretty much telling her, put on your birthright, which is putting on the ghost face mask and the costume put it on so that way i can you know i can pin you as the killer you killed my my son and daughter and you try to kill me as well he's trying to frame her just to sully her bad name but what we don't see is that sam has a ghost face voice changer and is calling wayne and telling him that do you really think you're gonna get away from me do you really think that you're gonna get away with all this and which at one point she sneaks up right behind him, stabs him multiple times. She is stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him. And then she takes off the ghost face mask. And not only is she wearing a ghost face mask, but she is wearing the original ghost face mask of her father, Billy Loomis. Now she is, like I said in the past, guys, she was seeing her father through reflections. She is seeing him in his in her mind. She is seeing him everywhere. And he's pretty much telling her, You need to become you're becoming the killer. You need to. This is your birthright. But guys, I at that at that point, I'm like, I think she's becoming the killer because she not only is she protecting her sister, but she's protecting herself. But I think at some point, I think that she will become a killer. Just to, just to wrap this up really quickly. Killer is defeated, all that stuff. They are upset because the sisters are upset because of the friends that they supposedly lost. But turns out they didn't lose them, that the friends were okay. They were just fit, you know, they were rushed to the hospital. They were okay. Everyone's alive. Not everybody, sorry. <laughs> but there is a possibility for a part seven. Now, there is a moment at the ending where Sam is holding the ghost, her father's ghost face mask. And it makes you wonder if they make a part seven, is she gonna be the killer? I would like to assume that in the next possible movie, she could actually become the killer. But you know, as far as this one goes, guys, without Nev Campbell being in this one, it did really well in the box office. Who knows, guys? Maybe in, if they do make a part seven, she could be a part of it. Who knows? She could be the killer. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then 
if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, me and my mom, we did a live video after the movie was over and it beat out our expectations. It really did. The jump scares were good. The killings were good. The eerie feeling where Ghostface, is he here? Is he there? Who is he? The, the obvious question, who is he? And what is their motive? So guys, it was a good movie. I give it a nine and a half, you know, nine, 9.5 out of 10. It was that good. The other five being if Neb Campbell was still in it. But guys, if you haven't seen it yet, Scream 6 is still in theaters. Go check it out if you're a horror fan. Guys, I cannot stress enough how good it was. I might go see it again for all we know. But guys, thank you so much for being with me on Spooky Time with Stephen G. And as always, guys, you stay super out there. This has been Spooky Time with Stephen. Happy hauntings. Ah!